Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFT. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving the digital You have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keene. Today, we have a special guest. We have Monica, who is the head of community for Upstream, which is the easiest way to start a DAO. Super excited to jump into her Web3 journey, uh, talk about DAOs, learn about DAOs, and um, she throws a lot of NFT events, so we're definitely going to talk about that. And so, yeah, Monica, welcome to the show, first of all. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jen. I've heard great things about this podcast. Um, So I'm super excited to meet you guys and even like hear about you guys, but also, of course, share my NFT or Web3 journey into the DAO space. Yes. So, Michael, yeah, sorry, Michael. No, I was just just agreeing. That sounded awesome. Yeah, ready to get ready to (laughs) roam. Nice to meet you, Monica. Uh, we I don't know if we path across paths at that Web three party that we're going to talk about, but you guys threw an amazing party, all all you ladies, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Probably yeah. the best venue, the best venue in New York was that place. Oh hey. man, wasn't that really that. cool? In, indoor, <laughs> outdoor. No, I mean you get that already. Like that was really nice. That was the best. That was the best venue. Indoor, outdoor, right right in the square. It was very nice. <laughs> Oh we yeah, appreciate that. We did a lot of venue searching, right, Jenny? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, it was getting stressful towards the end. We're like, you know, a lot of venues super booked up yeah. and charging a lot of money, and it was hard to find a great venue, you know, for a good deal and everything. But yeah, so actually, that's a great, great thing to talk about. First, a lot of you probably know Monica through um, the Web3 party that we threw. So um, I had been talking about the Web3 party so much leading up to it on the podcast. Um, And so in New York, um, I mean, my first time collabing on an event, like ever throwing an event, Monica's probably like 50th time um, because she throws just a ton of events. And I definitely want to dive into that. But um, yeah, we collabed in New York on a party. So uh, me representing Evaluate Market, Monica representing Upstream, Steph, my twin sister, representing Cryptoys, Swicky uh, representing her board ape Kiki, and then Sarah Stargirl representing uh, Juicebox Friends. And we've actually had all of these ladies on the pod. And, you know, so I'm happy to finally get Monica on. And it was just a lot of fun. Probably had about 800 you know, total people throughout the night coming in, I would say, give or take maybe a hundred or so, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And Monica's honestly so good. She's such a natural, like I was like low-key freaking out, like all nervous and Monica's just like, oh, chill. But yeah, I, I kind of wanted to start with our history together. Cause yeah, I, it's not often that I get to interview somebody who I've actually met like years ago. And um, I had kind of forgot about that initially uh, when you brought it up. And then I was like, oh, my God, no way. That's so that's so wild. So, yeah, well, why don't you, Monica, share the story on, on how we originally met a couple of years back? Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to. Um, so basically, I knew Jenny before she was Jenny from the blockchain. 
so that I feel like just seeing you grow has been really inspiring. And I'm really proud of you and Steph for everything you've done. And, you know, whether it's Web 2, Web 3, or even Web 1, it's you guys consistently provide value and help people. So I definitely, Jenny, like hats off to you uh, for the work oh, you're still you. doing years later. But yeah, I mean, Jenny and I, we met, um, I think it was like 2019. So it's a really funny story. And you might have heard of the book, Think and Grow Rich. Um, It's a classic. Everyone always recommends. Like if you ask, if you even tweet right now, like, hey, what book should I read? Think and Grow Rich is 100% one of them. So this this community or this group of people wanted to, to throw the Think and Grow Rich tour. And I was actually in grad school working for a a global speaker. I mean, that's literally what he would call himself. He'd call himself the networking billionaire or something, some crazy title. And I always like, you know, I was helping him. I was like his speaker assistant would go to all the events with him, uh, make sure people knew what he offered and stuff. So, you know, I was about like 22 years old at the time and you don't really see young people in the room or behind your backstage or anything. So it was really funny. It was my first day at the conference and I was like super nervous. I'm like, oh my God, like, this is so cool. Like, it was my first big conference behind stages. Like I'm talking to all these VIP speakers. And then I see, you know, two young ladies who are about my age walk in and it's Steph and Jen. And they were actually invited to the stage and the, the keynote speaker or the head of the whole conference was like, I want everybody to know these two young women who um, have literally volunteered their time to post on social media, to give back to this community. And you 100% have to know them. I'm like, wow, these girls are like badass. Like literally, I don't know anyone my age doing this. So I, I will never forget them. And I was like, in the, I was in the crowd at the time. So yeah, they obviously didn't remember me as much as I remembered them because, you know, we did have a chance to talk. And I remember I was like, oh my God, like you guys are so cool. Like, it's really awesome seeing, you know, young females in the room, like building and working hard. So when I did see them last November for NFT NYC, I was like, what the heck? Like, what are you guys doing here? And funny enough, my co-founder or the co-founder of Upstream and Stev, which is Jenny's twin, was actually her co-founder, my co-founder are like really good friends. So they ended up putting, they ended up like co-hosting the event at, at NMT NYC together last year in November. So I was like, oh my God, like I know you ladies, like, I don't know if you guys remember me. And I, I think I had to like really refresh their memory for them to remember me. You had yeah, to show a picture I, and I was like, mind blown. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I literally had to show them a picture, but yeah, that's how we met. And I was like, okay, like there's a reason we're meeting again. And then, you know, we started seeing each other at conferences again, and then we all became friends and we threw a Web3 party together about like a month ago. So that's kind of like our story. Yeah, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, man, such a small world. And and Monica's honestly like one of my favorite people. She's such an awesome human. But my I'll say like a quick version, I guess, from my perspective of of that. So, yeah, um, basically, Steph and I got really into entrepreneur events. We decided we want to be wanted to be a part of them. The only thing we were really good at was social media. So we kind of reached out to all these different people throwing these entrepreneur events. And uh, one of them 
responded back to us. And um, he turns out he was doing a whole tour, a U.S. tour, throwing a bunch of different Thinking Grow Rich events. He got the rights to like throw events like with the name and everything. And um, and he's like this multimillionaire. Right. And and, you know, we were pretty young, had just moved out and uh, we were like, hey, like, can you fly us out to your event? Like we jumped on a call. Can we fly us out? Like, you know, we'll do this for you and and we'll, you know, make videos and whatever. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. But if you sell like 100 tickets or something, I'll, I'll fly you guys out, like something like that. And and so we kind of tried and then we like failed. And, and we were like, you know what? Um, we were so determined. We're like, we're just going to buy the ultimate. Like there was like, you know, oh, $59 for general admission. And then it was like the VIP was literally like $2,000, which is, I think, all the money we had at the time. And we were like, let's just buy the VIP. Let's sit front row. Like, we want to like show up and like, you know, show him that we're there and we're committed. And like, we, w- we were determined to do this whole tour with him. And like, we wanted him to like hire us, you know? So <laughs> we like show up and we start like doing these Instagram stories, which is what we you know, was we were like claiming that we wanted to do. And he was just like blown away that we were just there, like putting in the work for nothing, you know? And he was like, oh my God, these ladies are like crazy <laughs> probably. And so he just brings us up on stage. I was so nervous. It's my first time being on stage. Steph is definitely a little bit more of a natural with talking. Um, so she kind of did most of the talking, but he's like, you know, he was really hyping us up. And I'm like, okay, you know, this dude's really hyping us up. I mean, we did fly all the way out from Seattle, like do this whole thing. But yeah, and that really sparked it. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to bring these ladies on the tour and then they're going to be my social media people. And that's honestly how my like entrepreneur journey began. And, and things have pivoted since then, you know, after the tour ended up doing something else and all that, but it was such a great learning experience. And yeah, met Monica on that very first um, Thinking Grow Rich event where where we were like brought up on stage and it was like a whole thing. So that's just so funny um, to me that, you know, we have that history together. And yeah, like Monica said, then, you know, a month ago we throw an event and it's just it's just crazy how how the world works here. But yeah, Monica, I want to get a bit into um throwing events because you're really good at throwing events. And I'm also curious, I guess probably first we should dive into like your Web3 story and how you got in into the Web3 space. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jenny, that was our first time actually hearing that full story. Oh my God. Wait, really? So um, I got to tell you the more detailed version. There's so much more to it. So I was definitely oh, enjoying funny. every second. <laughs> but funny. But yeah, so I mean, I got into like, I think the first time I actually started hearing about NFTs or like people profiting off of NFTs was about a year ago. So I was, before I was at Upstream, I was built, I was building South Florida's tech hub. You know, I worked for one of the leading nonprofits in South Florida that would connect corporate companies with startups and universities and coding schools and just being the plug really for anything related to that. And, um, my friend was working at Upstream at the, or he is still working at Upstream at the time, or he's working at Upstream right now. And he's like, you know, we're opening up a community manager role. I think it'd be perfect for it. Like, what are your thoughts? And like, at the time, Upstream was a Web2 platform. We we're building the future of communities through just like networking and like curated moments. So I was like, you know, like, tell me more about it. So he told me more about it. You know, I ended up like, you know, like, 
being excited about it and like, okay, I need to take this opportunity. And, you know, right like my first week on the job, which was last August, like August 1st, my CEO sends me um, a 12 page pitch or 12 page PDF of DAOs, DAOs. And I'm like, he's like, we're probably going to be doing this soon. So you should probably read up on it. I'm like, DAOs, like, what does that even mean? And also like, why am I reading a 12 page PDF? Like I'm not in college anymore, you know? So um, for me, it was like a shock. It was the first time I heard about DAOs. And he, my, my old, my co-founder, he's like pretty big into um, the NFT space. So, you know, just watching him, like, you know, make all his profit from NFTs and like talk about what three and I'm like, you know, I need to get in that. So eventually uh, two months into my role is when we started hosting, you know, more web three focused events. So we started a series called WTF and we also created a YouTube series of how to set up your MetaMask, how to, um, you know, set up your Coinbase account, like how to set up your hard wallet. And this was like October. So if you actually look in retrospect, last October, there wasn't really much content around that, like how it is today. So we definitely were a little bit more of a head start in um, in our journey with educating people in Swept 3. And that's really how we built our foundation. And by November, we ended up um, launching in beta a DAO platform. So we've onboarded you know, different DAOs and different with different purposes onto upstream. And today we actually refer to ourselves as like the easiest way to start a DAO because we're really focused on like simple UX UI, no code experience. How does, how can you get people to interact with a DAO that doesn't require much stress or manpower and just definitely easy? And what is a DAO for those that are wondering, like, what exactly is a DAO? Yeah, so DAO stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. So the simplest way to put it is it's basically a community. It could be, you know, 10 friends. It could be 100 friends that have a shared wallet together to do things that they care about. So, for example, let's say if, you know, everybody here or even, um, you know, a group of friends, you know, wanted to go to want to host a pizza party, right? So each of us put $10 in towards buying the pizza. But let's say, Jenny, if you put in $15, then you get a, a bigger say in the pie and you get to maybe decide the toppings. So basically it's a community shared wallet where you could do stuff with it. And like some examples that are existing right now are like, you know, investment clubs, investment DAOs, where you bring your friends in together to buy certain NFTs. Um, another example are single purpose DAOs. So a few months ago, the Constitution DAO kicked off to like buy the Constitution, which probably wasn't going to happen, but it was just a really fun way to show people how you could pull money together to do things that you care about. Yeah, I love that. And um, I remember when in Miami, uh, we were at some conference and you're like, you were showing me and and how easy it is to do that too, to start it out and like create. I didn't realize how simple it was. I guess maybe upstream just makes it really simple, but you know, the way you described it too, I thought that was so great and so simple um, with the whole, Oh, you can, you know, decide the pizza toppings. And um, I really like that uh, description a lot. Can you make money like with like, Oh, let, let's all buy these NFTs and then sell them together. Like, can you do stuff like that? 
Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that we've been talking about a lot is, you know, we actually had Dow Masters on Upstream as a guest speaker. And this was brought up where it's like the best way for like DAOs to be successful or to onboard people into DAOs or Web3 is to make a profit, right? So if you made a profit through NFTs, you're most likely going to buy more NFTs, right? So if you make a profit through your DAO, you're most likely going to tell more people to join your DAO or like do more things within your DAO. So yeah, I mean, that's that would be the whole goal or that is the that is the whole goal a lot of times with, with DAOs. And like, yeah, I mean, it comes down to kind of like human dynamics, right? Where we all do things to be incentivized or rewarded at the end of the day. And with, with Upstream, so you help people create the DAO very easily. Does mm-hmm. it also like manage the DAO afterward? Do you do the voting through Upstream and things like that? Yeah, yeah. So our sweet spot is kind of like DAO in a box. So mm-hmm. what that really means is you have your treasury on Upstream, your voting's done on Upstream, your chat can be done on Upstream, your proposals. So if you want to implement ideas, it's all done mm-hmm. on Upstream. So you don't really need any other like plugin on Upstream. Okay. So, um, and we're also launching mobile too, because a lot of times you're on the go. We're like, oh my God, everybody yep. vote on vote on it. Right. right you now. get like a notification if you if you have to vote <laughs> on something. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, you get notified and you yep. can do it from your phone. Yep. And what do people expect to pay? Like what do you, do you have like a is there a percentage or what what do you guys charge? Yeah. So right now we're, it's fully free just because we're testing it out. We launched it mm-hmm. publicly in March and then um, eventually we're going to take a, a small transaction fee. Yep. So there's no upfront costs to start it. Do you think you're going to, there'll be transaction fees like in the future, even on the ones that are free now, probably. Right. Yeah. 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 For sure. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. That's a lot of the models right now too, with, with web three is just it getting is. users to use the product <laughs> Yep. And and kind of rewarding them and um and then eventually like you know when people kind of get hooked you like introduce um, ways of making money. I'm curious because you guys throw a lot of events and are you in charge of throwing like all of the events the in real life events? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was since we were like a web two platform before, we had a really really pop in virtual community. So um especially during the pandemic. So we, we had a platform where you can join a virtual event and then join the breakout rooms to get matched with somebody randomly. And then you get to meet with them and you get to chat with them. And then we had an office hour feature, or we have one still where you can set up one-on-one times to chat if you wanted to meet someone. And then we had an ask board where it's like, I'm looking for an intro to um, an investor. I'm a startup in the prop tech space or, you know, I'm looking for a lawyer in the startup space. So people were able to help each other. So when the pandemic started, like, you know, simmering down a little bit, we started hosting in-person events in our major tech hubs. So that's kind of how we started building our, like, in real life community, but also like our virtual one as like side by side. And when we started getting into Web3, we just kept, we just keep hosting events every month. Every month. Yeah. And there's always like, I mean, you know, there'll be big conferences going on and then, um, you know, Upstream will always just, I remember Upstream was like the official after party of, of, was it NFT NYC or was it, 
something in Miami. I always confuse all the events and like jumble them together. But that was the first event, I first upstream event I ever went to. Mm. Okay, yeah, I think it was um because you came to the one in November. So yeah, yeah. So I think it could have been that one. But we're also at Art Basel where we hosted NFT Basel's after party. So if you were there, that's where we were too. <laughs> yeah, I was there too. Um, I feel like I've been maybe to like four upstream events now. Um, nice. You're an MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just racking them up. Upstream has the best <laughs> events. Because also, um, you know, a lot of events are token gated. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, but for upstream, it's like you just kind of have to sign up. And you can come. And that's how we did our Web3 event too. It was like you signed up through upstream and then you could attend. Yeah. Um, what's like your favorite part about throwing uh, Web3 events? Yeah. So for me, um, I really enjoy, well, I, I try to balance it out. So I host a lot of like big events, but I host a lot of intimate events because at the end of the day, it's like not everybody's that extroverted and wants to walk into a happy hour with 300 people. But, you know, maybe a small dinner where, you know, there's going to be web three people there might be better for you. So that way you can pick and choose. Um, But I think for me, it's always been like bringing people together. Like I grew up playing soccer. So I was always like organizing games or, hey, girls, like, let's all go to breakfast after uh, practice. Um, So I've always been like a community organizer. And um, something that I always keep with me is like, you know, making a connection or introduction or making someone's day is free, but it can be priceless for somebody else. So for me, it's really rewarding to host events and people are enjoying it or at least leaving the event with one valuable, you know, new connection or even like feedback that they could learn and, and, I don't know, use for their benefit. No, that's really cool. And that uh, leads into something we actually talked about for a second before we started. But what do you say you have in South Florida, like the text, uh, the text chain where you let people know yeah. when there's events happening? Because I want to get in on that because uh, people know I'm in <laughs> South Florida and yeah. I was reading through your, I was reading through your uh, tweets today and I saw that. So, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I was stalking. I was stalking you earlier. Yeah, you could stalk me all day. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I was an ecosystem builder before I was in Web3 space. So naturally, you know, owning ecosystems is something I like to do. Not owning, but at least empowering. So I noticed that there's a lot of people moving to Miami, but we don't have like a centralized place to like hear about all the Web3 events or even just like, you know, have a seat at the table because a lot of times like here in Miami and everywhere else it's like you have to know somebody to be invited or to know what's what's in the know but there's nothing like that Mm -hmm. so I literally tweeted like hey like whoever's in Miami or South Florida if you want to know about what three events like engage with this tweet and it the tweet blew up so I was like okay now I have to like really and I was really just going to invite a few people to like some upcoming events we had Mm -hmm. like okay I need to actually create like a whole plan for this so I started a text community similar to Gary V's community. Yep. So yep. anytime you text me or that number that I have on my Twitter, you will be updated. Or every time, every time I post or hear about an event on um, in South Florida, I share it on there and you get notified. And it's, I get a lot of positive feedback from it. And like, it literally makes my day. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Do you know about the, uh, what is it? It's coming up in Palm beach, like August 19th to 21st, the crypto conference or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be moderating a panel. Are you gonna? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, one of one of our listeners sent me a code for two free uh, platinum mm-hmm. VIP tickets. Oh, okay, yeah, we should. I won't. I won't. I won't say who it was, but one of one of our listeners <laughs> who's become a buddy has uh, said that. So I'm gonna go. Cool. Yeah, I'll see you yeah. there. I'll yeah, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, and and I mean, events are a great way to like actually meet the people you've been talking to online, like in person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you had said before, like developing more of a sense of community. Um, do you find that a lot of the same people come to these events that you throw? Yeah, I definitely have my OG community members and I always take care of them because I'm like grateful that they're still coming back. And like, you know, the best thing about the same people that come to your events is they become your ambassadors because they feel they feel like they belong and they'll like talk about how great the community is and how helpful these events are when you're not in the room. So I love the people that show to my events and I always take care of them or like even throw them an extra drink ticket or make, or kind of just make a mental note of what they're looking for. And anytime I hear somebody's there, I'm like, okay, you have to meet this person. Um, But they also do a good job of making the people that haven't gone to the event feel welcome. And for me, that's super super important even at upstream like we're always we always prioritize giving and receiving help so the more we over communicate that the more people at our events know and everybody has like that mindset <laughs> like it should be a game we should gamify it <laughs> Ooh, that'd be cool sir start earning tokens if you come to events you can redeem yeah. for something yeah or like the more you help people the more tokens you get <laughs> hey that'd be cool and also oh yeah it was um I was thinking earlier, so uh, the co-founder of Upstream that you were talking about, where you're like, Steph's co-founder, Will, and and my co-founder are like mm-hmm. best friends, um, Alexander Taub, who, w- it was so funny because um, when I kept talking about our Web3 party that we were throwing on the pod, it came out that uh, he was like on the team behind the goblins. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was just curious, did you know about that? Like, you know, cause I mean, the team were so secretive for so long and then all of a sudden they came out and they're like, you know, we're behind the goblins and, and all that. Like, did, did he tell you, did you know about it? No, I didn't know about it. And I was a little bit disappointed. I'm like, all right, well, I better get a goblin now. <laughs> Dang, me about he could have told you the alpha early, but I, yeah. I mean, you know, where it spreads fast. So yeah, start telling one person, next thing you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. no, definitely. I mean, like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get it. Cause yeah, if you tell one person, like it's natural, right? You, you hear a secret, you have to tell one person, like you just have to. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, it was really impressive. I mean, Alex is just like, it didn't surprise me because Alex is such a visionary, even, um, you know, his first project, the Illuminati, which is like Truth Labs. I remember being in a co-working space because he's based out of Miami too. And he was telling us this crazy idea about like how he owns at Truth on Twitter and like what if it was Illuminati community and blah, blah, blah. And of course I'm like, yeah, that sounds amazing. You know, two, three months later, he launches a project in December. So I was like, all right, like this guy can really create anything. So like Goblin Town, yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> was yeah, that him doing was that him doing the voices in those like Twitter spaces? <laughs> On the Twitter space. No. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, he should be building upstream, not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. our 
uh, Twitter spaces on uh, doing Goblin voices. I mean, that <laughs> yeah, sounds like, fun. Wait, what were you doing? <laughs> you like thought he was like behind the scenes building, and he's just like creating Goblin. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. No, those. That's, yeah, I love the Goblins are just so cute, though. You know. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say they're cute, but that's a stretch. Um, I think they're like supposed to be ugly, like on purpose, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I guess they're cute in an ugly, they're ugly in a cute way. Well, they're so ugly, they're cute. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yes, yes. I I, I was kind of curious. I kept kind of like, um, this thought kept like popping back up in my mind. So now I need to ask you, um, what did you do after the whole like you know you're working for um that guy like the speaker and and then you know i mean a couple years happened and then boom upstream what was kind of like what did you do in that time in between yeah i mean i um so while i was working for the global speaker i was finishing up my master's i played soccer in college so while I was doing my master's, I was still playing soccer. And honestly, like my goal after grad school was to go play soccer abroad in Colombia. And, um, but I was studying entrepreneurship as my, my master, my MBA. And, um, I ended up having to start a business in eight weeks for class. So it was so funny. Cause like, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good idea. It's an Airbnb of storage for uh, college students in the summer. So our school was 24% international. So all these students are paying like three to $400 for their storage. And a lot of the students had empty apartments and so did teachers. So my group project and I, we ended up launching this outside of class and, you know, we ended up getting customers. We got invited for, um, an accelerator in uh, South Florida. And I was like, you know what? I can always go play soccer next year. Like I can't always get the startup opportunity. So as part of the accelerator, we pivoted to warehouses. So we used to connect underutilized warehouses with companies that had seasonal fluctuation, inventory overflow, like all like the unsexy stuff no one wants to talk about. I was like, literally door to door in warehouses. And then, yeah, I mean, I left the startup and then I was going to go play soccer, but COVID happened. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. There's probably not a good sign that I'm, you know, I can't go play soccer anymore. So I ended up just working for tech hub, South Florida, building this, the startup and tech scenes are meeting some amazing people. I learned a lot about community before community was cool. Like I used to like have to like explain what I did. Like people were like, so you're a community manager. What does that even mean? You know? And then now it's like, we're in web three and everyone's like, I need a community manager. I'm like, hmm, where were you like three years ago? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. So I definitely, I've always been like the startup scene, even, I mean, upstream we're a series a startup. So it's definitely like my, I don't know. I like it. I like the hustle. I like the grind. I like the ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah, I definitely feel like you have that like entrepreneur blood, you know, where it's like, <laughs> you're just always wanting to do like innovative things and yeah, startups. The cool thing about startups is you can be very involved. It's like regular cor- corporate jobs, you know, you kind of stick, stick to like specific tasks and roles, but for startups, it's like you often wear many different hats mm-hmm. and, you know, do different things. Okay, so soccer, 
you play soccer though still because I remember um recently you went to Colombia and you were playing soccer. Yeah, no, I went to Qatar. I went to Qatar. Oh, my bad. <laughs> same difference, same well, difference. You know, uh... yeah, Qatar and Colombia. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I I still try to play. I mean, I played for the first time this past Monday. Um <laughs> And like since Qatar, basically, I mean, we hosted a we hosted a football Dow tournament in New York City, like during NFT NYC, just to get like people active during NFT NYC. And that was with Web3 Familia. And like also like, you know, I love soccer because it brings together different people of all different backgrounds. So, yeah, that was the last time I played soccer. But yeah, I mean, I still try to play. I went to Qatar because my friends and I were all like retired college players. We won like a 5v5 tournament that's sponsored by Red Bull. And Red hey. Bull goes to all these countries around the world, hosts these mini soccer tournaments, and then they fly out the winning team of each country to the World Cup final that is like hosted by mm. Neymar. So Neymar was there and there's 32 Ooh. different countries staying in the same hotel and I literally felt like I was at camp. It was amazing. <laughs> mm, cool. Wow, that's that's so cool. Yeah. Monica is like just skilled at like so many different <laughs> things and like practically professional soccer player. Um, <laughs> mm. you know, amazing community, head of community, great at throwing events. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like you're also the ultimate extrovert. And you very much are like remind me of my sister as well, because she's very <laughs> extroverted too. Oh, I appreciate all this, all these kind words. Like, I definitely want to hear more about you guys too. Like, what are your guys' take on community? And like, why is, do you guys think community and Web3 is so important? That's a great, it's a great question. I mean, community came up big time with these early NFT projects and all the projects like throughout 2021, where everybody, you know, you wanted to galvanize people around something and that's how these projects were successful. And a lot of them were uber successful. Uh, because of it, you know, your community advertises for you, just like, just like you said, from those dinners and things like that and, and parties and people have fun, they will tell other people, other people will come in and, uh, you know, is it always going to be like that? It's probably going to get more like the real world is with products and community doesn't always matter, but sometimes it will for niche stuff. And, but it was hugely important and still really is, you know, this whole Twitter community is amazing around, you know, web three. And that's my take, you know, community really helped build the NFT VV top shot is it is a giant mm -hmm. community. That's one of the things they do really well. You know, whether you love them or hate them, people are always talking about them. <laughs> that's a really good point. Yeah, I think people like to feel like they're a part of something yeah. and, you know, sharing similar passions and interests especially in your adult life, I think can be a little bit harder. You know, for example, when you're a kid, if you make friends with the students in your class, you know, maybe you're all taking art class together. And it's like you share that common interest. As you get older, as an adult, you know, you have your job, not necessarily, a lot of people aren't really passionate about their job. Um, and then they go home to their family or watch TV, whatever. Um, and I just feel like NFTs really brought people together um, because everyone is kind of sharing this common interest of just being really into, I don't know whether you're in it for the tech or the money. Um, and then all these small communities start forming um, or maybe, you know, collecting I mean, top shot moments into basketball. You're just kind of like sharing a common interest 
that other human adults are sharing as well. And I feel like that's, that's really special. And, and like I said, like, unless you're into sports or like extracurricular, oh my God, I cannot say that word, um, extra activities as an adult, it's a little bit harder. I feel like to make friends and like naturally. So I I think a lot of people kind of latched on to NFTs and these groups, you know, started forming groups around it. And, and especially online, I think it's so much easier for a lot of people, especially if you're introverted or maybe, you know, I mean, you can talk to people all around the world. You can have friends, you know, that live anywhere. It doesn't have to be proximity based, which is cool too. But yeah, I just feel like a lot of people are always online, you know, these days online, social media, like that's very, a very popular thing for people to be on. And and I just feel like in the beginning, especially, it was really a tight knit community. There's not that many people into the same thing as you. Um, and then as we get bigger and more people, I almost feel like, honestly, I kind of feel like everyone's heard of NFTs, but they don't really know what they are. But, um, you know, now it starts branching out into to smaller communities um, within different things. So it's like, I have a doodle, for example. And then I, I feel slightly connected to everybody else who has a doodle because, you know, we all kind of have the same NFT. And, and I don't know, there's something a little bit special about that. And so, yeah, I feel like NFTs really helped like just uh, cultivate friendships. And, and, you know, a lot of people will interview people that have honestly, they could sell it all and they could just live their life and they wouldn't have to work a day in their life, but they continue to grind and, and hustle and work in web three because of the connections they've made. And that's literally the the glue holding them so that why they're still here, you know? Yeah. I mean, you made a lot of really good points. And even like, I have another question that just sparked while you guys were talking. How do you choose your community? I know you mentioned that with doodles because you feel like you have a certain connection with them, but like, they're so like, let's say if you, you know, you, you guys probably own hundreds or even thousands of NFTs. Like, How do you choose which communities you want to be actively a part of? Great question. It's hard to be actively a part of so many too, you know, sometimes it comes down to, you know, money for me. Is it something I think is going to do really well? Sometimes it's like the person putting it on and what you might be able to, to get like, you know, the tangible values. And sometimes it's to support somebody that you think is really great. And you just want to, you want to own something of theirs and be part of it because of that. Um, So I have all different ways for sure. Yeah. Michael's like a trader. He's definitely like into the money aspect of things, maybe more than most, or I guess, I guess representing like the traders. Not as much as I used to be like, like last year, May, June, July, August, I was like buying and selling everything I could, (laughs) like as many as I could. But, I've slowed down on that a little bit just because of the the dynamics of the the market at this point where there's been you know so much a lot of garbage out there. I'm not sure how much you keep up on it, but it's been mm-hmm. it's been wild with there's been some good stuff too, but it's few and far between with how many projects are dropping and how much yeah. weird stuff is out there. I love how Monica just like decided to start asking us questions. No, Monica, <laughs> this is your interview. Um so yeah, I want to ask you how how do you build a strong community? Like, you know, what are some, what are some factors that you see across communities that they have in common? Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's one thing right there. Like I would just ask you guys a lot of questions so I could understand like what value you want to gain from the community. Right. So a lot of times the community and even just NFT projects, you know, 
people start saying, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. And if you don't deliver, like you really lose accountability with your community. And I've learned that the hard way too, where it's like, yeah, you have all these great ideas, but you really want to do everything. It and you turns don't quick. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it's hard. And like running community yeah. is a full-time job. It's something you t- think about 24 seven because you're dealing with humans and you can't really shut that off. But like some of my best practices in community is like, one is like my number one rule is like treat everybody equal based on like, you know, their roles. But obviously if there's like a, a bad guy in the community, I'm not going to treat them equally. <laughs> um, but yeah, like try, you never know who you're talking to. You never know who people are going yeah. through, like be authentic. Yeah. Yeah. People can read through that right away. Um, another thing I like to do is really focus on my goal. And if it's not going to get me closer to my community goal, then I can't really focus on it. I mean, it could always complement it, but I can't spend too much time on it. But also I, I try to over communicate, right? So if I need help or if I um, if I can't get to somebody's message, I'll be like, look, I'm really sorry. Like NFT NYC really made me tired. Like I have 50 DMs that I need to respond to. I really appreciate your patience people won't be bitter towards you. They'll actually appreciate mm-hmm. your honesty. And then they'll start being honest with other community members as well. So remembering that people are human is something else I like to focus on. Um, I also try to remember that you build trust through educating. So the more I educate people about DAOs or Web3 or anything that could be helpful, I naturally start building trust with them. Um, I don't want to give away all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> the alpha uh, sharing I'm the, the I'm, I'm happy to i'm happy to like yeah i'm happy to talk about community whatever yeah no and, and your question was a good one it was how do you decide which ones to get in and that's kind of how i answered and then the residual is and probably one of the reasons why i'm in so many of them is because you meet the best people like i've met people that i'm literally friends with in a lot of these different communities people that you know I have more friends now than I've had in a long time since joining the <laughs> NFT space. Like, no doubt. That's we go to these conferences. And mm-hmm. I was actually half considering going over to uh, NFT London coming up in a few months. Ooh, wait, when's yeah. that? I think it's in like November. November, early November. I think it's like the yeah. third and the fourth, I want to yeah. say. Ooh, I was half know. considering, yeah. Because there's I'm- flights. You can fly right from Miami to London. Oh, yeah, let yeah. me know if you go because I, I was looking right. at ETH Lisbon. Oh, when is that one? That's like uh, the last week of October, like early November. Oh, wow. Could be a double. Yeah, double trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Lisbon's actually on my bucket list. I haven't been there yet. Me too. I literally yeah, have nice. like a whole notion page for it. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I was actually supposed to go just a couple weeks ago. I was supposed to have uh, 12 days in Europe, but I had to cancel it to help like my family needed help so oh that's so kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of you <laughs> michael travels a lot i know you travel a lot too monica mm-hmm. um yeah both of you have that in common world travelers yep. yeah you gotta, you gotta travel while you can right yeah heck yeah <laughs> true i, I love definitely traveling. need to get yeah. out more yeah oh, you have ahead. to talk to me jennifer i'll give you some uh i know and I'm, I'm really good at looking at google flights and finding really cheap flights and stuff and we're lucky from south florida you can go anywhere i've been all mm. over central and south america and you know you can just you can fly anywhere direct for pretty cheap <laughs> yeah are you gonna go to uh defcon in bogota in october i hadn't thought about it but it's a possibility and i haven't been to bogota i've been to medellin and cartagena 
Nice. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. have to go to both. Uh, yeah, because there's yeah, like I a few to. conferences lined up for that mm. for October. So oh really? I might yeah. even prefer that over London. Yeah, actually, there's um, you know, I started following crypto nomads on uh Twitter. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I started seeing all events I should be oh, going. Oh wow, to. crypto nomads, that's a good I gotta check yeah. that out. Crypto nomads underscore GM. Nice. I'm going to look at it right now. That's the alpha, folks. Yep, there <laughs> it is. Finally. <laughs> um, Monica, what's your favorite country you visited outside the U.S.? Mm. So I really like Austria. It's um, it's super underrated, and the water is beautiful, and there's waterfalls, and then it literally looks like the sound of music. And maybe that's where it was hosted. <laughs> or films Ooh, that's that's cool austria huh i honestly don't even know where that is i have to look it up <laughs> it's right by germany okay. Yeah. Europe. okay right by germany nice yeah. my kind of like last last question here relating to like community and web3 is if somebody is you know maybe they're working in the web2 space maybe they're working like some in real life job but they want to get into web3 they want to start working in web3 maybe they want to be a community manager what advice would you give to somebody looking to work in web3 that doesn't have experience working in web3 yet yeah um specifically on the community manager role yeah yeah community manager yeah so one thing I always tell people is like, one is like surround yourself with who you want to be with or who you want to be like. So for example, you know, if you're not on, if you're not on Twitter, then you should definitely get on Twitter and then like look up different hashtags and say community or web three community and see who's actually tweeting and, and see what you have in common with people and reach out to jump on a call with them. Cause I'm sure like community people, we always like to help each other. Um, but then also like, understand what you want to get involved in web three, right? So like web three is huge. You know, if you really like NFTs, you like the value behind it, it's always been an interesting topic for you. Like start looking up like other, like really good NFT communities and why they're successful. Um, if you really want to get into community, I do recommend DAOs because literally DAOs are communities and there's so much, we need so many DAO community managers. So definitely get on that wave. Um, but some things that you can start practicing is one is like being really organized and on top of things um, and being consistent, right? Because a lot of times community building is about showing up. It's about being consistent with your actions and um, doing things over and over again. And then also I would recommend figuring out ways, like fun ways, but like that are a little bit more, because like I think a community is like the next level of sales because people do business with people they like. So start like thinking of ways to like really build relationships with people. And it, and it takes like, you know, a few months to build relationships with people for people to actually trust you. So really think about the long-term game as well. And then um, just follow Web2, Web2 communities as well. Web2 and Web3 communities are very similar when it comes to strategy. The main difference between Web2 and Web3 community, in my opinion, is maybe like the return on investment because with web two communities, you know, let's say if you are, you're not really in communities to see that big of an ROI, unless you're doing something like um, the Tony Robbins community or even like a real estate community. But in web three, it's like, Hey, you could still really like 
you know, certain NFT projects, but you're hundred percent going to see an ROI because the people in that project know what they're talking about too. Does that make sense? Yeah. And honestly, I loved like everything you said there, but what really stood out to me was like you saying like showing up, being consistent and, uh, you know, just starting to build relationships um, within the space. Because honestly, if you know what you want to do and you just start building relationships, people will be able to help you get whatever you want. Like people will be, people will gladly, if you, you know, show to be valuable and provide value and just give, 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 like they're going to want to be able to help you out back. And, you know, a lot of people that I know that are in community manager roles and positions, like started out exactly like that. Just, just putting in the work, just kind of doing things for free and being helpful and um, being consistent and, and getting to know people in this space. And, and like you said, the space that you want to be in, you know, figure out, is it NFTs? Like you aren't even actually really into NFTs. Like you don't really collect NFTs. And I know we kind of focus our podcast usually about NFTs, but there's a lot of different web three companies and web three jobs that aren't centered around NFTs. You know, it doesn't always have to be um, about NFTs. And I think people kind of, sometimes they equate, oh, web three equals NFTs, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, that's not, it's not always the case. Yeah. Yeah. And actually um, a lot of NFT projects are starting DAOs now too. So sometimes they, they do overlap, but like, you know, it doesn't have to always be NFTs, like even like the metaverse, right? Like I don't, I haven't, I know about the metaverse cause I hear about it and like, I'll read headlines. I won't actually read articles, just the headlines. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there is so much more and like, yeah, Jenny, you, you definitely hit it on, on the head where it's like, if you really bring value to someone naturally, they'll hundred percent bring value to you. Yeah. Uh, Michael, any last minute questions before we wrap this up? Yeah, that was very interesting. Uh, do you own any NFTs at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it's just funny because, um, you know, Jenny and Steph, they're such big collectors. Right, like, right, for sure. We'll host like women, like a ladies night and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, guys, like try not to talk to me about NFTs because like, I don't know about like the way you guys do. But I definitely follow it. And I definitely like my all my all my Twitter is really about like NFTs and Web3. And like, obviously, you know, my co-founder, my the co-founder of my company, he's like <laughs> really big into NFTs. But um, I actually have a 187 from his uh, Illuminati collection, which is like mm. super rare right now. So that's probably my um, my blue chip. <laughs> what about you guys? I mean, I, I do have one more question, and this is because like I'm so I'm so used to doing this. Um, Upstream was like created about giving and receiving help, and I wanted to ask you guys like what is something we can do to help both you guys, whether it's personal or professionally. Like, what's what's a give we can give you guys? Um, VIP at all of the events. Um, <laughs> roll out the red carpet. I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I'll go first. Honestly, like you already provide so much value. You're such a kind human. Like, I love that you're always, um, you know, talking about being grateful and like, just, you know, your energy is like, that is, that is good enough for me. Um, 
But yes, um, please make sure if any of your events that you throw, um, don't let them sell out. Just save one more spot for me so that I can come to them. Thank you. Of course. (laughs) That is my only request. (laughs) That's funny. No, I definitely don't have anything to ask for. I'm not going to ask for anything, but uh, that's very nice of you to offer. And if there's ever anything that comes up, um, maybe I'll say you offered. You know where I live, Miami. <laughs> you right, said. Exactly. You, remember, you said on the podcast five years ago, you, I need an ask. <laughs> I'm saving it. I'm redeeming it now. Uh-huh. The golden ticket. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Pl- well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Michael. No, uh, I guess I was going to ask one more quick one. Do you have any DAOs that you think are really awesome, doing a great job that you think maybe people should look at when learning about it? Um, and mm-hmm. And second part to that is, can you still get involved in some of them or some are, some of them are closed or is it like a mixed bag? Yeah. And I, I kind of like, I can't believe I didn't bring this up because it's actually like our launch day, mm. but I'm a core contributor to Choice Dow. So Choice Dow. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, literally it was, um it was created to first, it's like educate people on how like a single purpose DAO can really change the world or like bring people together. So Mm -hmm. we're raising money to fight the reproductive rights for women. Um, So today was actually our launch day. So to give you guys like even a rundown, like it took us 26 days to even um, launch it because of the legal. So legal is very important with DAOs. And um, our goal right now is to raise 26 uh, no, I'm sorry, a million dollars in 26 days cool. to fight this cause, but also like the million dollars is going to fund nonprofits that are already doing the work. So we're like combining Web 2 and Web 3, and we've had so many communities support it. But um, yeah, if you guys want to check out at the Choice DAO and donate, that'd be amazing. Um, that's definitely a DAO that I saw like start from just an idea at nft nyc literally it was an idea and then that thursday we all were working on it together and by friday we had a core team so um yeah feel free to check that out and to answer your like initial question about like what DAOs you should join um or even just check out and learn about that are doing a really good job yeah i'd like to i like developer dow i Mm -hmm. think that it's really, really crazy to think about what they've done. Like they have like people working full-time operating this newsletters, a women community within the DAO. Mm. It looks like a whole little community. I mean, I'm sure if everybody in developer DAO moved to a little town, it'd be called developer town and like it'd work <laughs> fully functioning because like they've done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, but another DAO resource I really like is DAO Masters. So they're actually their own DAO, but they're constantly sharing knowledge and their favorite DAOs too. Oh, cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, thanks, Monica. It was really nice to meet you. I am going to DM you on Twitter eventually to get on yeah. that list because I'd love to go to some of those events. I love that stuff. Oh I my gosh. Yes. And, for sure. Yes. Amazing. I would love to have you there. Cool. Wonderful. Hey. Um, and yes, maybe when I eventually move to Miami, me as well, I would like to be on that list. <laughs> is, that, is that some alpha there? <laughs> oh, moving to my, I've honestly always like wanted to live in Miami. Yeah. Um, I lived in Tampa, Florida for a year and that was nice. Um, Miami's just, 
it's pretty expensive, but I would just, I don't know, it'd be my dream to like live by the beach and I don't know, we'll see what I can do, but uh, yes. yeah. it's down here. It's nice down here. It's, it's nice down here. <laughs> yeah. I just love the beach and the humidity. I'm a huge fan of everyone's like, oh, the humidity is gross. And I'm like, uh, I like the humidity. I don't have to moisturize my skin. Like I don't need to put lotion on. It's great. You know, I can just step outside, boom, good to go. Yeah, sweat. Um, <laughs> sweat all day. It's, yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's great. And I don't wear makeup because I just sweat it off. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, Monica, honestly, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it was such a pleasure bringing you on and, you know, hearing about your Web3 journey and, and you know, our history together. And, <laughs> and just, you know, you're just a fountain of knowledge. So thank you so much. And um yeah thank you all for listening hopefully you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you in the next one peace awesome thank you guys thank you for tuning in to the nft catcher podcast we hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of nfts if you enjoyed today's episode please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on apple spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.